everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Libraries Podcast, Check Out NPL. If you are just listening to the podcast, I recommend you stop and head over to our YouTube channel because this is a special video podcast that we are showing a slideshow about the 2021 year and all that happened at the library um, and some fun statistics and um, pictures. So I don't want you to miss out on that. And our beautiful faces are up in the corner. Yes, and I might have to move <laughs> us around a couple of times so we're not blocking any information. But um, so this is our 2021 wrap up. 2021 is over. And I feel like it went by so fast. We were just talking, like saying the days sometimes seem slow, but the year really went yeah. fast if you think about it. Much faster than 2020. Yes. And we did have a better year than 2020. And I hope everybody else did. And we are looking forward to 2022. But let's kind of talk about what happened in 2021. Sounds good. So 2021, we... We're fully staffed, not for the full year, but most of the year. Um, we did welcome Denise. Um, Denise kind of works Monday and Tuesday nights and on the weekends. So if you haven't come in and introduced yourself yet, um, make sure you do so. She's been a great addition. Uh, amazing addition. And I say our staff is girl power. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we would hire a man, we but would. <laughs> right now we're girl power. Lots of girl power. Um, and then of course there's, um, I guess we didn't introduce ourselves. This is Ashley. This is Jamie. <laughs> um, so it's Ashley or myself and Jamie. And then the other Ashley, she was in the last episode of the podcast. Of course, Marika, who does the tween librarian um, stuff. And then Angie and then Chris, who is our weekend warrior. Um, so that's our amazing staff here at the library. We are fully staffed and I couldn't ask for a better staff here. At the yeah, library. and it feels good to say fully staffed yeah, it does. because it really for a does. while we were without some people. Yep, so. yep. And because we were fully staffed, we were able to go back to our regular full hours. Um, gosh, I think it was in September, October, something like that. Yeah. When we hired Denise, we were able to go back to our full hours that were pre-COVID. So we're slowly, slowly kind of getting back to normal, which is really nice. Yes. And some of our numbers will kind of show that too. Um, so obviously a big thing with libraries is circulation. <laughs> um, so we kind of have some information about our circulation numbers. Um, I like to always compare previous years and right now, especially like to compare to 2019, the pre-COVID times. So I'm always saying we're not quite yet at 2019 levels, but we are making our way there. I know, sadly, I like, I hate to say, but I don't know if we're ever going to go like no. back. I hope we will. Yeah, it, it's. At this time, it's really, really hard to say because obviously we're still in the pandemic. People's way of doing things are slowly changing because of the pandemic. Who knows if that will carry over beyond the pandemic, whatever that is. Yeah, at least with like a little library, you can kind of like get yourself and go. Yep. It's not like hanging out. Mm -hmm. You know, I think some people are just averse to the whole yes. hanging out thing right now. Yes which is totally fine and we're yeah. totally understandable. Yeah. Um, but you can see like 2019, we had over 100,000 circulations and then about half of that in 2020. And then we're slowly waking our way back up um, with last year. Yeah, I thought it was good that we were up 10,000 from last year. Like that just made me happy, even though it wasn't to the levels of 2019. Yeah, and that's considering too, that in January and February, we were still curbside. Right. So we weren't fully opened all of 2021. Um, the beginning of the year, we were curbside. And I did want, I included a graph of 2019 just to kind of show that this is a very common pattern. Mm -hmm. We're a little bit slower in the beginning of the year, come summer, that's when we have the most checkouts. And then through the end of the year with school starting up, 
And then the weather and the holidays, it goes back down. Yeah, I know. It made me laugh because you can totally tell like the spike of summer reading and then like holidays, everybody's busy. In the beginning of the year, everybody's just like, yeah, yep. I don't have time for anything. Yeah. <laughs> so at least we're still kind of following that same pattern. Mm -hmm. And then I did like, I had the percentage of children, adult and young adults. Um, previously, it was always kind of adults that was edging um, over children, but now it looks like children's is becoming the more of a popular. So <laughs> I credit a lot of that to Jamie and Marika and their collection development for the children's and juvenile collection. So, Marika's been awesome with that too. Yeah. Like I feel with her coming in, she's even helped me like focus on books, like diverse books. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, she's done a really good and job. And of course you can see all of their amazing additions during our weekly unboxing videos that we have on our Facebook page. So we're getting lots of new stuff in for yes, the new year. So we, we got two big boxes two, today. Yep. All right. So that is our circulation for 2021. But we also have digital circulation. So we have our Hoopla and Libby. And you can kind of see it's pretty much the same throughout the year, especially with Hoopla, because I don't know if we have any Hoopla users out there. We do have a monthly budget limit that we spend. So once that budget daily budget. So the monthly budget is broken down to a daily budget. And once that daily budget is reached, you are no longer able to download for that day. So that kind of keeps the circulation numbers at the same. And then overdrive looks like it's slowly kind of increasing. Um, overdrive is awesome. And it's you can use the Libby app to access the overdrive materials. So this year was not as high as last year. Was that correct? 15% versus 17% of circulation? Well, that's total circulation. So oh, yeah, okay. so I the total circulation of physical and digital materials was for 2021 was almost 79,000. Got it. Um, 15% of that. Oh, okay, okay. Was digital. So do we know if it's up from last year, the digital? I would guess it is, but digital is about the same from last okay. year. And but last year is up from 2019. Yeah. Okay. Or, so so 2020 is up from 2019. Right. If that makes more sense. people are doing digital. Yes. Yes. And it kind of shows I have this 2019, which 8.9%. Um, so back in 2019, digital was only 8.9% of the circulation. Mm -hmm. Last year, well, in 2020, it was 17%. But because we were closed a lot, people were going more on digital. Right. Because that was our only option for a little while yeah. until we started curbside. Yep. So, but then last year in 2021, it went just down a couple percentage to 15%. But I think we're going to be able, we're going to be seeing more and more people using the digital platform. I think so too. So digital is going to become a bigger percentage of our overall checkout. Mm -hmm. So, but Hoopla and Libby are awesome. I really enjoy them. I know I was totally against digital for a while, but now I'm yeah, on board. I love it. I do music on mm -hmm. there a lot. I know like you guys, the other staff members do book, yep. books mainly. But, and I did my first audiobook in 2021 and that was awesome too. Yeah. So yeah, it's, they're it's great really services. cool. It's free. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> See you around the So some collection highlights. Um, back in February, we went fine free on juvenile and young adult materials. That's very, very exciting. Mm -hmm. We added dyslexia friendly books. So that was all Marika's kind of push her idea. She found some great books and added them to our collection. We added puzzles and those have been so popular. The puzzles have been huge. Yeah. We even ordered more because yeah. like people are saying we want more. We yeah. Want more. We got a donation and we promptly ordered, I think like 25 more puzzles. So. Yeah. There's people that come in solely for puzzles. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. And then we added some new mini makers as well. Jamie created some mini mini makers for some of our younger patrons. Um, but those were, they're not as popular right now. I think people are just 
Busy. weather and holidays yeah. and whatever, but they were super popular during the summer. We could hardly keep in them in, in stock, I guess. Yeah. Um, grant was very generous to us this year. We had several grants for the library and for Story Gardens. We'll kind of talk about Story Gardens later, but Jamie, do you want to talk about your two grants? Yeah. So um, was it in 2020 that we started the Healing Library? I think so. I think I saw it somewhere. I don't know. There's another podcast about it. But um, we ordered more um, kits thanks to another grant from Thrivent. So um, I was able to get, I want to say, I think it was three more. Yeah. Divorce and separation, anxiety, and empathy for people who are um, immigrating. Mm -hmm. And so those were the three new kits that I got with that grant. And then I also got um, a $1,000 PBS Kids grant. So I did, um, I don't know, little classes for that. Mm -hmm. And then we were able to have people come or, well, it wasn't a come, it was a zoom, yep. zoom in. And, um, we read the book crossings was, which was about animal bridges. And then they made their own animal bridges. Yeah. And that was really cool. Cause we got to get a lot of fun supplies with a thousand dollars worth and the families who participated got, um, $25 for Piggly Wiggly to get a snack for themselves. Yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. That was an awesome program. Yeah. I wish it could have been in person, but it was still really fun. Yeah, it to might be, be something maybe you can do again. Yeah. Definitely yeah. more comfortable doing it in person. Mm -hmm. And then Angie, she had a thriving grant where she created Remember Win kits for patrons who are experiencing memory loss or for caregivers who are taking care of people who are experiencing memory loss. So should we have three of those? And then there's um, like books and DVDs and puzzles and then even like little scent yeah thing packs or whatever I love it when I like check it out or you know check it in then you can smell like yeah. the lavender coming out of the one yeah so those are um thanks to some grants we received and we also had I guess a few more I always like think back in 2021 like all these grants I know when I saw amazing. that there were like two pages of it I was like yeah, yeah. we really did, <laughs> did a good job um at the end of the year we re we got a $600 grant from the Wisconsin Humanities Council to create some travel kits. And, and those you just ordered materials for, We right? did. So those are coming in. We'll hopefully have those ready soon. But this was all Ashley's idea. She's a big traveler, loves to travel. Mm -hmm. So they'll contain books and DVDs and games and CDs from some popular travel locations. And we're hoping to do a podcast segment interviewing people who have traveled to those locations too. That's awesome. So I'm very excited about that. And then we did the, um, we applied for the Read Africa grant. Um, UW-Madison has been super generous with grants. Like um, it was the African studies program. And then we did East Asia. And there's even another one that we applied for South Asia yep. that we're waiting to hear on. So we're crossing our fingers for that. But we've been able to get some really awesome diverse books yes. for our collection. Um, so, I mean, that really helps. We, I feel like I have a nice book budget to work with, but it like when you're getting extra money for more books, it's just like, it's so, yes! fun. It's so fun. Yeah, it is. And then speaking of more books, we did receive a thousand dollar grant from the Melton Fund to create an underground railroad collection because obviously we have that great connection with the Melton House. So I worked with Keaton at the Melton House to kind of get a list of books and DVDs to purchase. And we have that upstairs in the nonfiction. So. And side note, um, we should talk about what we did with the nonfiction recently because it looks so nice. Yeah, so we're already kind of doing projects for 2022. Yeah. We have, I have tons of plans already, but one of them was kind of to organize and give a little extra love to our non-adult nonfiction yeah, collection. Just a little update. It needed some weeding. It needed some love. So we um, 
weeded through it. We are, we got some divide, like subject dividers in there mm -hmm. to kind of make it more browsable. Um, we have some ideas for some more kits to put up there. Yeah. So we're giving it some love, getting some of the juvenile nonfiction, some love too. Mm -hmm. So um we're just having fun and yeah i know i think it looks really good yeah, so keep in mind good. if there's like subjects that you're interested in to let us know yeah we, we know. may or may not listen to your suggestion <laughs> but, but it's always nice to have you know suggestions yeah. on what people want because we know cookbooks go out here at the library travel books go out here biographies are very popular and like the self-help kind of mm -hmm. like yeah. in the one five eights yeah. you know it was kind of sad, like with our weeding project, I saw some books that haven't been checked out in like 10 years. Uh, I know. So they were taking up space, kind of cluttering up the nonfiction. So we kind of took care of that. Yeah. Um, library visits. So like I mentioned with our circulation, we were curbside only for January and February. So unfortunately people weren't coming into the library, but those numbers kind of indicate the people that who came in for curbside pickup, who returned books, we, we count those as we interacted as well. With. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you can see 2019, almost 100,000 visits, really, really cut in 2020. I know, I put like a little thing on my notes that says sad, because it's just like, oh. Yeah, but slowly getting our way back there. So 2021, people, understandable, people aren't comfortable coming into the library. We don't have our play areas. I know that's mm -hmm. keeping some people away. Um, and yeah, so. And a lot of our programs right now, we are doing like to go or you know passive and so we just aren't having some of the bigger programs yep. that we maybe had in 2019 yeah before that so hopefully come 2022 when we do this presentation next year we'll see that bar raising up a little I can bit put happy yes happy <laughs> instead of sad um but again the pattern of the graph it kind of looks like the pattern of circulation you know for every year yep slower in the beginning of the year of course summer is when our super busy time and then as people go back to school and holidays and weather come fall, come winter. Mm -hmm. So, so even I'll, though that was disappointing, the next screen is is good, yeah. I think. I feel like that was really good. Yeah, this is so this is our library card registrations. Um, these are we had 378 new library cards made last year, which is super exciting. Yeah. So that's 378 new library patrons checking out books or using our library online services or whatever. Um, and then this awesome picture is from when we, <laughs> we did a um, library card sign up challenge in September. I think we, our goal was 60. Yeah, I think new so. New library cards and then staff would get photo bomb or color bomb. Yes. So we reached it and we have this awesome video on our YouTube channel. I'll probably put it in the description below of this video um, of us getting color bound. Yeah. Super fun. We always have um, kind of like a little incentive for that September library card sign up. What are we gonna do this year? I don't know. Ooh, we gotta start we have to think that. of something good. Yeah. I know Jamie wants us to be um, standing on the roof for 24 <laughs> hours, but I don't know about that one. <laughs> there might be liability issues yeah. with that. Yep. Um, a big thing with 2020 and it definitely rolled over to 2021 is that we had a bigger online presence and especially with the hire of Ashley, our public information coordinator, we are all over the internet. Yeah, I feel like I wrote thanks to Ashley, but I think it's thanks to both Ashleys because you guys just, between the two of you, it's just like Ashley, library, social media, it's awesome. I'm very, very into making sure nobody forgets about the library. So yeah. I want us everywhere. So we have our podcast, obviously, um, this is going to be episode number 46. I, I was going to ask you if you knew what number. Yeah, so okay. I think 46. We'll have to do something for fun for our 50th. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe we can get some patron input or questions or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like 50 things. Ooh. Or, you know, like 50 of something. I like it. Okay. About okay. That one. Yes. okay. 
Um, Twitter, obviously, Ashley does an amazing job maintaining our Twitter account. If you're not following us on Twitter, you need to, you need to, because she interacts with other librarians or other libraries. She puts fun gifts on there and all that fun stuff. I love her Instagram yeah. stuff she's doing too. Yeah. And then we have two Instagram accounts. I'll move us out of the way here. Um, we have the regular library one and then the there's a teen one. Mm -hmm. I do the teen one. And then Facebook, of course, that's kind of our main place of advertising all of our programs. We are super active on Facebook. Maybe it's a little bit too much active. <laughs> But we're always posting videos and posts and all that fun stuff on there. And then our YouTube channel, I think we have 240 videos or something like that on there. Quite a lot. Yeah. So we, I think every week there's at least one video going up mm -hmm. between um, Marika doing her teen recommendations, Angie making craft videos. So you usually have some kind of story time. Yep. So there's always a video going up. So if you're not subscribed, I think it'd be a good idea to do so. And then we also have a Goodreads page that Ashley puts our book recommendations on. There's also a Pinterest. We have a whole bunch of pins. We have our library programs pinned. We have library pictures pinned. There's a whole bunch of things. Mm -hmm. Crafts. Yeah. A lot of things that we've done in the past are pinned on our Pinterest mm -hmm. page. Um, my teen advisory group is going to be creating Spotify playlist. I'm so excited about this. I'm very excited. I want to make a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can have staff ones too. Okay. Okay. But they're going to be creating playlists based off of the genres that I have in the young adult book collection. So I have like romance and sci-fi and fantasy and paranormal and suspense. So they're going to be creating playlists based off of those. I love that. So I I'm think so there should be playlists based on like a single book too, or Ooh. like a series. Yeah. Like if you did like your Sarah J Moss series, like, like, songs that make you like think yeah. of that or something well, that sounds like something you can do oh yeah okay and then um it's not on here but we also have a tiktok account we've been having so much fun with tiktok <laughs> so ashley has been creating um tiktoks she has some great ones on there so um if you are on tiktok definitely um, give us a follow and if you're not you should be you should be yes. and then it's um, wonderful it's, oh, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> and then so even though we were kind of virtual in person whatever um we worked a lot with the schools in 2021 yep, we're still going mm -hmm. strong with the school partnership we are yeah do you want to talk about what you've done and your egg yeah yeah so um geez i think it's the fifth year of doing the egg programs mm -hmm. um i go into the egg business class usually at the beginning of the year and talk to the students and then they come once a month to do a program based on an egg topic and it's usually hands-on meant for like eight years old and younger. They do uh, book reading that goes with the topic. So we have um, our next one next week. They're always on Wednesdays, second Wednesdays of the month at four o'clock. And they usually last between 20 and 30 minutes. And I don't know, it's just nice that the students come and do that. Yeah. Like, it's fun to it's see them awesome. interacting with the little kids. Yeah. And then um, I also do monthly visits for the 4K. Mm -hmm. and that was virtual, which was fine, but now I'm going into the schools again, which is even more oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, um, Marika, she does monthly, I think it's monthly yep. for fifth graders or sixth graders. She's working a lot with the fifth and sixth graders. Yeah. So she does book recommendation videos. And then she also does, um, I think that like virtual live visits with all of the sixth graders yes. at one time, which is awesome that she talks about different library things. And then um, Mecca's have last 2020, they didn't come to library, but 
last year, they, we started doing our monthly Mecca's visits where they come and do STEM activities. So that's really And the fun. December one was really fun. Yeah, in December, we did Popsicle Stick Bridge Building. And then we stacked James Patterson books <laughs> on top of their bridges to see how many they could hold. And like the winning one held like 44 or something. Yeah, like that. it was pretty cool. To I see. had to get the step stool out for that <laughs> one. Um, and then we have some whole bunch of collaborations with for especially for programming with um, area organizations and, and whatnot. Yeah, I wrote in my notes that we had a lot of um, animal collabs yep. and they're my favorite because we did the Humane Society and then we had um, the canine search and rescue and um, Milton Vet Clinic mm -hmm. and we gathered blankets for Valley of the Kings um, so that I love doing the animal yep. ones but there's other community um, organizations that we team with too we did Girl Scouts or the Girl Scouts did stuff for us yep yeah they made a story walk for us outdoors and then they also built a bat house that we gave away. yeah so again for animals us. yeah it was really <laughs> cool. animals involved with that one yeah. yep. um we when working with the ice age show i really really enjoyed this one where we had the story walk at stores lake i think we should do it again we, yeah we should definitely do that one again i love that one and then i think angie has a program with ice age trail coming up soon just a, a hike yes yeah a hike through stores lake and kind of talk about hiking safety i believe yeah. So that's coming up. And then we also worked with Free Will out of Madison to do a bike repair mm -hmm. program. And we had the science festival, which the science bags were really popular. Yeah, super popular. And those were just donated yep. to us. Yep. We were just a pickup location for the Wisconsin Science Festival. And those went really, really fast. Mm -hmm. So that was great. And then Ashley, she started going to the gathering place to do one on one tech help. Yep. So that's awesome. Um, but more programs. So we were a combination of in-person, virtual, and passive programming. So passive is more of kind of you just come and do an activity in the spark without any like staff direction or anything. Um, but we had a total of 266 programs, and that is all of them together and over 5,000 participants. But that also includes like video views and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like programming is a strong, really wow. strong mm -hmm. point for us. And even during the pandemic, mm -hmm. it seems like we've been just like chugging right along oh, yeah. with the program. Yeah, and we, I think we adapted pretty well to having to go to virtual yep. and we're getting creative and how to bring people into the library, but safely to do programs too. Right. Um, so we've been pretty creative because we love doing programming and having people in the library, but we have we can't bring in 200 people like we did for the right um, who's wood program. <laughs> we would so. love to, but it's not the time for yeah, it. Yeah, not the time for it. And we do have a survey out right now um, that you can access through our website and other social media platforms mm -hmm. where we're asking questions kind of about what people are comfortable with, mm -hmm. with programming and other things about the library. Yeah, and so. basically we want to know like how has COVID changed, how you use the library. Um, and what we can here. do. Yeah, what we can yeah. do. Yep. Um, but we also had like some take and make. I really, I really enjoy making the take and make programs for teens and making those videos. Um, Angie had a great Halloween costume exchange. Jamie started her outdoor story time. I know yeah. she was super excited about finally be, have in-person story time. Yes, it was so great to be yeah. in person again. And I'm looking forward to going back outside in the spring. Yes, yep. And then I really enjoyed, we did a book it to the parks program in May, I believe. And that we had um, QR codes posted at all the parks. And if you scan them, it was a video of staff reading a picture book. Yeah, that so was fun. I think putting that together. Some of those signs may still be up at the parks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if maybe the city took them down or not. <laughs> they may or may not. Be they there. may or not. Yep. 
uh, let's see. Other out and about. Yeah, we were out and about at farmers markets and um, the NAMI Walk United or NAMI Walk Your Way um, benefit over in Janesville and the Project Maria Art Jam. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of in our strategic plan is to get out and about more. And of course, obviously with a the pandemic, there's not as many opportunities um, as there have been in the past years, but we really enjoy the farmer's market. 2020 was the first, first year that Melton had yep. this farmer's market. So that was great to be a part of that. Um, yeah, and we hope we'll probably continue to do that. Yeah, and hopefully there'll be other opportunities for staff to get out and about too. Right, it seems like that's more summer things. You know, yep. it's like in the Midwest, you're not really doing yeah. the outdoor events this time of year, no. but no, yeah, hopefully that, in the summer. Yeah, but that was really fun. And then of course, it wouldn't be the Mountain Public Library without having lots and lots of silly fun and doing silly things. So of course we brought back our ghost pictures in October. Um, we have Albert Spinstein, our skeleton. Uh, we did get a bike repair station and a new bike rack. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was really awesome. And then um, just if you ever see us looking weird at the library, it's because we love doing staff dress up days. Yeah. So we do that during the holiday season and sometimes just randomly. Yeah. Um, like I think we had rainbow day in that picture. Yeah. I'm not really sure. So, and throughout the whole month of December, Jamie had a theme for each day. So yes. we had to dress up for all of December. Marika and I have already been <laughs> strategizing for maybe Valentine's day. Oh geez, okay. <laughs> and then speaking of Marika, she's the one that's doing the handstand here. Um, it's just a random, picture I guess. Yeah, it but, was a, the alphabet book yeah, that I got. Yep. So Marika's very good at doing handstands. So we <laughs> like to showcase our staff's talent here. Yes. So um I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. And then another big thing for 2021 was progress in the story gardens. Um I think Inga and I are gonna be doing a similar podcast to this kind of talking more about story gardens. Yeah I think you should because I wrote just like Thanks to you and Inga for all your story gardens work. Yeah, um, so there was a lot done. Um, yeah. It was a lot of behind the scenes that wasn't really stuff that the community or patrons couldn't see. Right. Um, one of the main things was that the old rock wall um, that was outside was taken down because it was kind of old and crumbling and it was kind of a safety hazard. So that was removed and that area was kind of um, sloped out a little bit. It just happened so fast. Like, I don't even think some people realize. Right. I remember when I had the sixth grader, Marika had the sixth graders come and I was reading out there and all of a sudden they just looked over and whoa, the, the wall's gone. And they said they were disappointed about that because it was a good place to jump, jump off. Yep. <laughs> and that's why we took it down. <laughs> um, but we also um, continue to sell our greeting cards. We had a couple of story garden store where we had swag. Um, I have a whole story gardens outfit. I have a sweatshirt and a shirt and sweatpants. We should have th uh, that dress up day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then of course, like our beautiful pollinator garden uh, bloomed of course last year and it was gorgeous as always. Was last year the year we got the ramp? Was that two years ago? That was two years ago. Oh, it was right gosh. before the okay. snow. Yep. Um, but some of the behind the scenes progress, I won't read through all of this. You can pause this and read it yourself, but we did raised quite a good amount of money for mm -hmm. it through fundraisers and grants. Um, one of my favorite was the Pennies for the Pathway fundraiser for the elementary schools. And that raised, um, actually, I think this number is supposed to be 7,300. Wow. Yeah. So that was West Harmony, East Consolidated, and Northside. And 
I want to give a big shout out to Sarah Stuckey for kind of coming up with the idea and putting that together. Yeah, that was so great. Yeah. So I'm getting pied. The principals got yeah, pied. Yeah, but all the principals got pied. I think Jamie and I both got the opportunity to pie the principal. Yep. <laughs> so that was super fun. And then we launched a 100 Women Story Gardens campaign. So when we remodeled the library back in 2014-15, we had a 100 Women campaign where we asked 100 women to um, donate $1,000. At this time, we have like 160 women. Um, so we awesome. thought, let's try that again for Story Gardens, but at like a lesser value. So um, it's $300, a $300, $300 donation to be 100 women. And right now we have 47 and have raised 15500 that's awesome. Go women. <laughs> um, and we also have um, some artwork that's coming from regional artists. And like I mentioned, our Story Garden store. And then I'm very excited about this Very Hungry Caterpillar Story Walk display pieces from Rotary Gardens. So probably know. a lot of people saw that mm -hmm. at Rotary. Yeah. So if you visited Rotary Gardens back in the summer, they had the Very Hungry Caterpillar Story Walk. And we actually purchased their big, large wooden fruit pieces. Mm -hmm. So those fruit pieces are going to be in our garden. So I'm super excited. I, I am too. <laughs> I think it's like the perfect addition to yeah, the garden. It is. And then uh, we received several grants. One that I am super, super excited about, of course, is the Green Bay Packer Foundation one. And this is a picture of Inga and I with um, Leroy Butler. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say, talk about your favorite grant. <laughs> yeah, so um, and I'm wearing my Mason Crosby jersey. But this is um, for concrete chess tables. And I'm very excited for that addition. I think it's super unique. And obviously, they're not in Melton. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be a great addition to our story gardens. It's very, like, I don't know, big city in the park. You know, nowhere around here has chess tables like that that yeah. I know of. So. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. And we received a couple other grants for our um, archway entry piece that is actually being done right now, worked on by um, artist Brady Lewick. And then we received a $10,000 one from Space Saver that will go towards that gazebo and the, um, that is hopefully going to be installed, cross our fingers really, really hard in the spring. Yeah, I, I think, I feel like big things could mm -hmm. be happening, but with everything during the pandemic, it's just, just up in the air. It, a lot of it's up in the air, but yeah. we have high hopes. Yes. And then we just re recently received a $5,000 grant from the American Family Steve Stricker Foundation for story walk stations. So Jamie has done several, a lot of story walks in 2021, mm -hmm. but now we're going to have a permanent sturdy story walk Which would be outside. so nice because yeah. it seems like it never fails on the story walk days. It's either raining or snowing or really windy. Yes. And the There's little temporary signs just, yeah. So this will be really cool. Yeah. But um, Inga and I will definitely talk more about Story Gardens um, in another podcast. But I think some good things are going to be happening this year with stuff that you guys will be able to see um, and hopefully use. Yes. And also one other note with that, um, that Ashley and I, other Ashley mm -hmm. and I are planning to do um, a Monarch Club. And so last year in our raised garden beds, we found um, some monarch caterpillars that we took care of and then released. And I think it'll be really cool to draw attention to that, mm -hmm. you know, in the form of, we talked about story gardens is going to be for programming. And so yep. like, this is kind of the start of that. And hopefully. you're thinking of hopefully if we can figure it out to do a live web, like a webcam, right? Like on the caterpillars yeah. as they're growing and changing. Yeah. I think so that'll be so cool. It's really cool. Yeah. And I think it'll you know, hopefully spur some other people to rescue mm -hmm. the monarchs. Yeah. So 
So that is kind of what happened in 2021 in just a few slides. I feel like a lot happened. I think Marika said she looked at it. She said, oh, we did a lot in 2021 mm -hmm. and we yeah. did. I think that's kind of how we operate here. We already have many plans for 2022. Um, but yeah, it was a great year and we would love to hear from you either through our survey or in the comments below. What was your favorite part of 2021, your favorite program? Did you try something new at the library, a new service? Um, but yeah, yeah. Just want to thank you for being a part of how successful 2021 was despite still being in a pandemic. Right. Yeah. And more good things for 2022. Yay. So we'll um, get back to you at another time with another podcast, whenever that may be. Um, but thank you. And let's go 2022. All right. Woohoo. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.